from Charlotte, North Carolina. This is the Bears and Beers <laughs> podcast. Where we talk Chicago Bears and Beers. I am Walker. Joining me as always are CZ and Flipka. Bears and Beers Nation. You might have heard Charlotte, North Carolina in there. Yes, this is true. It is Tuesday and Walker is in Charlotte. CZ had a little hockey action and Flipka as our high school football aficionado and coach had a JV game last night, boys. We're all over the map, but we're still here to talk about a Bears victory Sunday, my friends. Bears victory. Yeah, Couple of days was, to let, uh, let it sink in, but uh, yeah, let it marinate. Let's roll. Yeah, yes. let it let it marinate. So Flipka, Flipka, I got you. You know, started the last couple of times with Eddie Jackson, but I I kind of have to say, after his sack or tackle for loss, we're going to call it, or forced fumble, has Eddie Jackson. Uh, redeemed himself my friend i i thought he had a, a pretty good start to the game um uh-huh. i thought his his angle on the uh one of the two touchdowns towards the end was pretty subpar Demar um, Chase one, right? his nose in there i mean it was yeah. it was pretty bad but i i did like him blitzing and sticking his nose in there and uh yeah i mean for the first couple of quarters he looked he looked like shall i say a vintage bojack <laughs> Vintage. It was funny watching him flip over uh, Vildor. That was kind of uh, the the old House of Horrors, Chicago Bears, you know, secondary there. But yeah, he he had a a great start to the game. Uh, CZ has he redeemed himself in your eyes? Uh, I mean, he he got a passing grade for week two. Let's let's leave it at that. I mean, one game does not make you uh, back in the in the good graces of the Bears and Bears Nation. Um, so we'll see if he can continue this trend going forward or if it was just, a, as they like to say, a flash in the pan. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's for sure. You know, I, obviously, the, the big story is uh, Dalton going out. We found out he's got a bone bruise, and we're not sure if he's going to be playing against the Browns this weekend or if it's going to be Justin Fields. But dare, dare I say, was Dalton the best quarterback on the field on Sunday be- between Fields, Burrow, and, uh, and himself, guys? Well, well he, listen – he was put into a kind of a, a tough spot, right? I mean, probably didn't get a ton of reps during the week because Dalton was expected to be the starter for the whole game. Um, so probably didn't get a ton of reps. Dalton played pretty damn well. He did. Um, you know, in the first couple of series, he looked good. He was he was running. He was making some good throws. Um, you know, it kind of sucks to see anybody, like, kind of get shoved to the side because of an injury, right? Um, you know, if you're going to lose your spot, you want to lose because the guy just outperforms you or whatever. But um, that being said, Fields came in. Um, wasn't anything spectacular, you know, I mean, sure he had a lot of nerves going on. Um, and I know we'll get into this probably late in a few minutes, but I don't think Nagy did him any, um, offered him any help by the play calling that he, he put fields in, um, you know, but overall not great, not awful. I mean, he made two great throws, one to Mooney that wasn't caught and a touchdown that should have been an A-Rob touchdown that, um, went right through his hands. So, you know, you, um, you perfected those two in and, you know, his stat line looks probably a lot better. Bingo. Um, but as a, as a, as a rookie making, you know, getting thrown into action, you know, you can see that he's got, he's got the ability to go out there and, and do some things. And hopefully if he's going to be the starter this week, you know, with a full week of first team reps and maybe Maggie actually customizing the playbook for uh, him, we might see some better things. Yeah, let's yeah. be honest. Nagy didn't have the whole playbook at his disposal on Sunday, right? I mean, you're <laughs> early in the season. You're not, you're not working on all those plays that are more suited to to Justin Fields' strengths. 
So, I mean, with some new linemen in there and you're not just going to go back and say, all right, we're going to move the pocket here. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're going to get him on the run. He basically stepped into an Andy Dalton offense, right? And I think he he performed okay. Um, he still, you know, got the W for the team and had a pretty big third down run to, to seal it. Um, I thought that was good for his confidence. He knows he has stuff to work on. And I'd say even, even if Andy Dalton is ready, maybe the Bears should kind of let him take a back seat this week and just give Justin Fields kind of a, a little taste of what it would be like to be the starter. And if he shits his pants, then you go right back to Andy Dalton. And if, if he has a great game, then you keep rolling with him. That's my thought. If he has a great game, I mean, that's why I pip. I mean, Dalton's not going back out there unless Fields gets hurt or is absolutely horrific at that point. Right, right, CZ? I mean, I think if, if Fields is named the starter, I don't think he goes back, even if he plays like shit, because I don't yeah. think you're going to put do that to this kid's confidence, right? I mean, it's the whole Mr. Bisky thing. He starts, he benched, he starts. Like, if, you, if he's your starter, I think he's going to roll as a starter the rest of the year because the minute you start pulling this guy out, then all of a sudden, he, you know, again, he's got some experience playing at Ohio State, right? Playing in big games, playing at, against Michigan and all these big programs, Clemson for, you know, in the semifinals. So the guy's got the, the ability to play in these under the, you know, with a spotlight on him. That being said, you're in the NFL, you start getting benched or pulled out. Like that's going to, that's going to jack your confidence up. So I think the fact that if he gets named the starter, I think the bears are going to roll with him as a starter, unless, you know, something catastrophic happens, which obviously we don't want to see, but I don't think bad games are going to force fields out of, out of the action. But I think, I think the way that Matt Nagy can kind of get around that issue is to say, and I think he ended up saying that not directly, but through like the PR department was that if Andy Dalton's healthy, he's the starter. And then they could just say that medically it's not, you know, he's, he shouldn't be playing this week. The doctor didn't clear him, blah, 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 whatever it is. And then if he, if fields has a shitty game, then it's, you know, Andy Dalton's cleared and he's our starter. He's healthy again. Yeah. So, you know, it's a way to kind of protect both, both sides. I think that's the approach they'll take going into this week. The Bears are so damn secretive, and the Bears are so so clunky with their media relations. And you know, Brad Bates called Nagy out. You know, he said, you know, is Dalton the starter? And he said, you know, if he comes back, said no, it's a scheme thing. And Bates is like, that's not a scheme thing. And he's like, yeah, it's a scheme thing. It's like you know, that's a personnel question. Yeah, and scheme had- thing would be. They're yeah. both healthy. They're both ready to go. Right. Who are you going to play? I'm not going to tell you because I don't want the Browns to know who the game player. He's saying if Dalton's healthy, is he Correct. still your starter? That's not. That has nothing to do with scheme. <laughs> no, I, I right. think and right I now. Think go ahead. That go. that was the question that they followed. That that was the question that they followed up with yep. after that press conference, and they clarified it and said, "Yes, if Andy Dalton is healthy, yeah. he's the starter." So I think but- Nagy kind of stepped in it right there. Yeah, I mean, what's going on at that? I mean, we, we just it's, weird. Know, it's 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 a mess up there. And my biggest concern is is uh, Nagy just messing fields up in general. We have a Ferrari out there, and you need to know how to fine tune that Ferrari and fields. And you know, Nagy has this system, and he wants to run his system no matter if it's Fields, Dalton, Foles, Mitch. You see what Mitch did the preseason of that Buffalo offense. You need to get this pocket on, you know, you know, fields out on the roll, move the pocket, let let him. You can't call the same offense for Dalton that you call for for Fields, you know. And I just, 
I'm really worried, guys, with, with uh, Nagy in charge of fields. And, and, you know, am I wrong here, Flipka? No, I don't think you are. I mean, and I think it was evident in that conference call. I forgot what reporter asked the question, but it was, you know, how come you only had one target to your tight ends? And Nagy yeah. was five it, tight it ends and, like five tight ends yeah. in, the, in the team. I mean, it almost seemed like he was surprised that he only had one target. It's like, dude, you, you have five on your roster. Right. You have a first round, you know, first round draft pick. You have Jimmy Graham. You have um, that Jesse James. You have Horstead. I mean, these guys could be work in the middle of the field. They could be taking pressure off of Justin Fields by just sitting and finding an open area. Yep. And even if they're not five yards, you know, just alleviate some pressure i don't know it's just the fact that he it almost sounded like he was surprised by that uh just well, it, how, do you, so, how do you forget about that during the game it's weird he's so yeah. enamored with that giant play call sheet right i mean you look around the nfl like most of these offensive gurus their play sheets aren't that big he's and as a guy that called offense at the high school level obviously on a much smaller scale like you don't need to have a bazillion plays you can and you know this flip go walker you know this you can run the same play and just, you know, the, the quote unquote window dressing, right? Change the formation and all that. Yep. But like he wants, it's, it seems like he's got a bazillion plays and he's like, okay, this one. All right, hold on. We got to try this one. As opposed to saying, hey, I want to run, you know, an inside zone play. But to make it look different, I'm going to put three receivers to the left and I'm going to run it and split out my tight end to the right. And then next, I'm going to have double tight. You can run that oh. same damn play out of four different formations as opposed to having 75 formations and nine bazillion plays. Yep. You, all you're doing is is cluttering everyone's fucking mind, including your own as the head coach. Um, it, it's like he's just picking and choosing. Hey, here's let's do this one. Hold on a minute. Let's try this one. And there's no rhyme or reason. And we've as we've said before, to his play calling. And to your point, like you have you spend your your top pick last year on Cole Komet, and the guy had one target week one and one target week two. I mean, what is going on here? It's bizarre. It really is. Yeah, CZ, I sat up there with you in the booth there at the Earl High School Games, you know, as your spotter. And I heard you call 50 Blue, 50 Smash, 50 Blues, 50 Smash, Bubble, whatever was working. I mean, I, that was what you, you had your play sheet, but you called what was working, right? And uh, we, 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 we split yeah, up the split. personnel. We had trips. We had whatever it was, you know, 11 personnel. But you called the plays that were working over and over. I mean, it, you didn't fall in love with with your uh, your script, if it didn't work, no, and, I didn't. Um, I didn't worry about having to call every single play at least one time. I, I there were many times that 75 percent of my playbook wasn't called. Yep, you have it out there in case you need it. That's basically yeah. it. You know, so yep. so Flipka, you know, so when when will we see Lazar calling the plays again? Because that's when we got out of our six game losing streak last year, and uh, you know. Does Nagy want to be a head coach or does he want to go back to KC and be the offensive coordinator? Because if he well, wants to do that, go ahead and keep calling the plays. I mean, I don't know why Reed would hire that guy, but, you know, he has a chance to be a, to be a head coach in his NFL the league for a while, I think, if he can get his ego out of the damn way. Yeah, and unfortunately, I only think you're going to see Lazar calling plays if shit hits the fan. So if it goes south for two or three games straight, yeah, the yeah. offense looks like shit and they're losing. I mean, I think them losing would be the biggest key for that to happen. Um, then he's going to feel the pressure and, and he's going to have to do something and turn o- turning over the play calling would be something that would appease everybody. 
it would be pretty simple for him to do. So, well, I, I don't want to be too negative in this podcast. The Bears won, but this is the last part I want to talk about in the offense. So, the Bears have, and this is also talking about the positive on defense. <clears throat> Joe Burrow had three pass attempts, three interceptions. Roquan Smith, absolute stud, Pro Bowl, All Pro, middle linebacker. You know, the Mike, you know, he, he uh, returns for a touchdown. The next is, is intercepted by Jalen Johnson, who right now is, is leading pro football focus, is the number one cornerback in the NFL uh, per pro football focus. Okay. And then the third one is, is the Ogletree pick or uh, tip, and we, we get the, uh, the interception. But on the second interception by J- Jalen Johnson, we punt. Okay. That's A-Rob's, A-Rob's drop, and Komet has a penalty. And then Ogletree, we go three and out, we get a field goal. Fields goes ahead and throws the interception on the, the drive after Burrow's touchdown pass. And the next play, Burrow throws a touchdown, you know, 15 yards uh, slant. And so it just, it just, you know, the Bears, we should have blown this game out. You know, the, the defense was, was electric. And, and the offense just couldn't put the damn game away, guys. Well, and, and listen, all that being said, and you're 100% right, Walker. I mean, the offense scored 13 points, which is a putrid again. Um, putrid. But we get God awful. That, that play that <laughs> that Fields throws the that Fields throws the interception on. Why are we even throwing there, right? I mean, we're up. Run the ball yeah. on third down. Let the clock run. Force Cincinnati to take their last time out. Punt the damn ball. Make them drive the length of the field with no timeouts. Like, why are you putting Fields in a position where you know on a third and long that they're going to play some goofy-ass games with their blitz scheme to try and fool the guy, which they, which they did? Why put him in that situation? Run the ball. Maybe you break one and you get a first down. If anything, they're going to burn their timeout, and you punt the ball and pin the bat because O'Donnell's been punting the crap out of the ball, you know, this so far. Like, and our defense, obviously, has been playing lights out in that game. Why, why put yourself in that situation? Yeah, that's a mystery. I just it his in-game awareness is not uh, not where it needs to be. That's for damn no. sure. He yeah, needs man. somebody in his ear up in the booth if that's their sole job is to manage the clock and go through situationally, you know, run or pass kind of kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, you know, I don't know. On our pre-game show, we we were happy to welcome in the Punt the QB uh, podcast and. Uh, Tim on that on that podcast talked about something that's interesting with Vegas and uh, fantasy football, and and they had the over under for Montgomery at sixty five yards for the game, which you would think after you've seen the the, the Bengals O line or D line and what he did against the Rams going over hundred, it's a, it's a clear over, but Vegas knows guys, and you know Montgomery goes for sixty one yards when you would think that as you said, CZ. We're just hitting the damn ball off. We get three yeah. in a row, hand the ball off. And and I was shocked to see that that game that, that went under and he he only ran for 61 yards on on Sunday. Would that be Tim, our former college bookie? <laughs> no, it would be Tim, the former college bookie. Yeah, that was Tim. You guys, you guys know Tim. The, the old purple, I think it was the purple headed warrior. Yeah, there you go. You got it right there. Oh, you yeah. Right there. You got it there. Tim, who loves burritos, that's that's Timmy boy. So uh, yeah, no Timson's kindergarten, great great guy. And uh, well, you've been proved. You've met him before, my friend, <laughs> old college roommate, knucklehead. So hey, something I wanted to uh, 
to talk about too. And the defense, the pressure up front, you know, the middle of the line did great. You know, Keem Hicks is playing out of his mind right now, really wanting that new contract. We got the uh, uh, sack out of uh, uh, out of Mac, and you know, I, th- I thought Quinn played pretty damn well. Quinn, minus, play, Quinn played a pretty good game. Yeah, yeah, minus that hit that that Ole hit on Burrow. But uh, Burrow, Burrow set that one up, man. He, he did. He did. He basically hit the brakes and leaned into Quinn as he was coming out of bounds. That was that was a real savvy veteran move by Joey. But I'll Burrow. tell you what, I the, the, the play that Quinn the play that Quinn got his sack on. I tell you what, I like the fact that. Um, the side was was playing against. He put Mac and Quinn on the same yes. side. Let yep. force force Mac to be double teamed, which then put Quinn in a in a more favorable position going against a guard instead of a tackle. Um, like that's the stuff I want to see more of. Like be creative with these guys. Don't just put Mac on one end, Quinn on the other, and let these like be creative with how you use these guys. Put them in situations where they have the advantage to, to win their matchups. Yeah, that was the most aggressive I've seen our defense in in a couple of years. Um, just the way that he was sprinkling in the blitzes too and the stunts up front. And like you said, the exploiting some matchups with both Quinn and Mac over the same guy. I thought it was pretty damn impressive. I'm looking forward to, to seeing how this whole season plays out with him at DC. Yeah, for sure. And yeah. like, like, you know, we mentioned Jalen Johnson. He's, he's looked good in, in two games, you know, it was a great pick that he had. He, he read Burrow's eyes and, and jumped that route before the, the receiver even came out of his break. Um, you know, uh, Gibson played already. You know, he had a, that taunting penalty, but he played a pretty SBS. decent game as well. Yeah, um, he played a pretty decent game as well. Um, and I think Ogletree's doing pretty good. Roquan is obviously tough. Uh, Duke Shelley got, got a little boat. toasted. Yep. That's your boy. That was my boy last year. He not so much this year. He's looked like no. shit this year. He got picked on all game long. It's yeah. like they were just trying to find out, you know, put a form. Yeah, who he was covering in the and, slot, and that was it. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Just follow. I'll tell him. you what, though, I think Vildor's looked all right too. You know, not yeah. not nothing spectacular, but he's he's looked he's looked solid out there. He's very solid. I mean, they've got two very good young corners. Now they just yep. need to build some depth. I mean, when they yep. go nickel and dime, they they need mm-hmm. something better than. Duke Shelley to roll out there. Yeah. Is that, uh, Richard Sherman still a free agent? Yeah. Tampa, Tampa reached out to him supposedly this week, you know, to, to bring him back in or not back to bring him into Tampa Bay, but that would be a nice uh, addition, you know, potentially as, as a, uh, as a, as you know, a nickel or some added, um, you know, added depth. I, I think that would be a great move to bring a guy like that in with, with his experience, you know, for these young guys to learn from. But who knows? I think we only have like twenty bucks left uh, in our salary cap, so <laughs> that might not work. Yeah, I still can't find anybody to take uh, to take uh, Nick Foles off the, off the cap here. So, oh shit, we no. might need him. No shit. Yeah, yeah. You know what? That's that's true because he should be. Um, he might be the backup this week if Dalton yeah. Camp. Unless, unless would we would you prefer to have Montgomery's backup or Nick Foles actually? <laughs> Well, if, if, Montgomery, if Montgomery's the backup, I'm pretty sure he still probably won't run the ball. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> all, all of a sudden, we're throwing the ball deep. Every play. <laughs> throwing it 20 yards outfield, and Montgomery's having success throwing, throwing down the field to Goodwin and stuff like that. Nagy will outsmart everybody by doing that. Yeah. yeah. Hey, so then I want to bet you it was kind of funny. Do you guys just pay attention to Mark Sanchez as the analyst at all? Oh, dude, oh he's, he's terrible. Like, draw, drawing yellow lines in places. And, 
pulling the football all the time. I heard he, that when you when you talk about the prenatal or whatever, yes. I was like, "What the hell?" He says, "When you recover a fumble, you need you need to get into the prenatal position." I'm like, uh, yeah. "You mean the, how about when he said the what, what position?" Uh, when he said a, a city fumble and a and a country fumble or whatever the hell he said, like three times in a row. Yeah, he's oh. like a city fumble means there's people all around you. A country. And, I, was like, I said to Kellen and, and Jane, I said, "I've never heard." In I've all my years of football, anything ever called a city fumble or a or a country fumble? Never. And and then when they announced him at the very beginning of the game, they said, "Here, Mark Sanchez, you know, come back to Chicago." And when you go to Chicago, Mark Sanchez, you know, you really get the you get the door is open for you in Chicago, Mike. <laughs> the guy was here for one year and he was who's a piece of shit. He's terrible. Was, yeah, I, I, the, the door is shut for you in Chicago, Sanchez. <laughs> you're not welcome, dude. You know, oh, you're and, not going. You're not going to discuss. Steak no, you're not going to you know what's been party. great though. Truthfully, what's been great is no, Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning, and Eli Manning on ESPN oh. two for Monday Night Football. Yes, they're fantastic. Warrior. They just talk trash and, and they rip on each other. It's great. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. Last week they it's, had Bar- Barkley and Shaq or uh, Barkley and Ray uh, Lewis was on there. Ray Lewis and was on with them. Yeah, they're and it's, you know, they're they're so damn smart. It just it just goes back to I just you know. Oh, Breath God, of fresh I, air, would you say, I just, Jeff? I just keep hoping to God that Bears is opening the doors and say, all right, Peyton Manning, you can take the Bears. You, we'll give you 10% of them, and you're in charge. You know, somebody's smart. You get a football mind in here, you know, guys? Yeah, that, that's been a threat on Bears and Bears <sighs> going back a year now. Yeah. I would love to have a Peyton. long time. I would love to have him. All right, real fast. All right, so you you heard you say Charlotte, North Carolina. I'm going to talk about a beer that I'm drinking here, and I don't really? know anything about it except for it's pretty damn good. <laughs> I'm going to prove it if, if you guys uh, listen. Yeah. It's Foothills Brewing. They are in Winston Salem, North Carolina. This is a juicy IPA that that's, they say is loaded with citrusy hops, delivering delicious tropical and stone fruit flavors, and you got to hop on board. 5.7%. It's called the Festival Express India Parallel in a 19.2 fluid ounce can. And uh, hold on a second. Take a rip. Oh, yeah. It's damn good. Actually, that made me think about that, CZ. What happened beers. to uh, beers in a, in a parking lot? Well, gentlemen, beers in a parking lot was at its Beers in a parking lot was at its peak during COVID when I was not allowed into the hockey rink and I had to sit in the car while my son was at practice. Now I'm allowed in the rink. So beers in a parking lot has been on hiatus for a while. What about um, beers in a, par- in, a, in a hockey rink? What about it, that? it might come back. It might come back, but it might not be focusing so much on craft beers. We might be looking at like uh, your macros and your seltzers and the next okay. episodes. Fine. What about beers in a hockey rink? You guys do that? Or how, how about flat? <laughs> How about a flask in a hockey rink? That that might happen. That's a possibility. Hey, you, you, you can you can introduce the beer, and then put it in a koozie, and then take a rip inside the uh, rink. That that's a, no. that could be happening. That might happen. Maybe maybe Thursday I'll pull one out. I'll, I think I'll it's welcome in hockey. I think that's uh, you're su- supposed to do that in hockey. I think you I, are supposed to. I, I coach I coach you know soccer and baseball and basketball. The parents show up constantly with Yetis for whatever that was in there. Drinking you know, in the park. Well, I'll take a picture of them next time. Full, full of God knows what, right? Yeah, inc- incriminate them all. You know, like I even had a mom one answer once asking, uh, "Coach, Coach Walker, can I bring a Yeti full of uh, you know liquor to the uh, soccer practice?" I'm like, I guess if we need to, you know, I, you, you can know. bring whatever the hell she wants. Yeah, bring whatever you got to bring. But Jesus, is did that you tell bad? her this is America? 
Yeah. You can do whatever the hell you want. It's America. Except you, you tell her just to make sure she has a mask on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Have, make sure you, you put the mask up between your ribs. You know, <laughs> back up. And, and, and also, leave me alone in my coaching style, which is basically like, run, kick, run, kick. That's my coaching Naper style. Thrill, man, it's finest. Naper Thrill. Oh, God, Naper Thrill. It's oh, yeah. Way, so. All right, well, you know what? It was uh, obviously a Bears victory. It probably didn't sound like much of a Bears victory here on our podcast because the offense just – it leaves so much to, uh, you know, just so much, too many questions and so much fear and worry with Nagy. But the defense – Man, if they can get back to their to their, uh, they get that chip in the shoulder. You know, I was watching earlier here today in the hotel rooms, the thirty for thirty, the eighty-five Bears. They talk about that chip on the shoulder, and it's like, you know what, guys, you know, you got paid, good for you, but let's get that chip back on the shoulder and let's prove that you guys are one of the best units in the NFL. And then with, with Montgomery, like Wani said, you got Montgomery, and you get one of the best defenses in the NFL, and if you can get. Decent quarterback play. We're, we're going to be a playoff team, guys. And, Listen, and I believe that. I'm all. Oh, no. I, I know that the Bears are all like built on defense. I want to see our offense look something like a 21st century offense where we actually can score points. Like I'm all for the defense, but I would Me love too. to see us like actually like start putting up 25, 30, 35 points a game. And it's not like, really asking too much. I mean, you look I mean, at our Lord. you look at our skill positions, man. We have dudes. We have dudes. Dude, so. there's teams in the NFL that suck that put up 28 points without a problem. I mean, yeah. for the love of Christ. <laughs> it's 100% correct, and it's going to come down to Nagy and his ego and getting his ego back in line and saying, you know what? I'm a pretty damn good NFL head coach. I think it was 28 and 20 uh, so far as his record. And he's it's a, it's a great record. I mean, it is. And not great. It's a good record. And um, But he could be a long-term head coach if he could just turn over the damn offense to somebody yeah. who's more capable. You Isn't know, it I, weird? Like, so we have this guy who is supposed to be an offensive guru, but truthfully can't figure out the OC position. Yep. And then we had Lovey Smith who couldn't uh, figure out the OC position. Like, it always comes down to us not being able to find an offensive coordinator that knows what the hell they're doing. <laughs> you know what it goes back to? It has to go back to me wanting Dave Tobe as our head coach. And if we got Dave <laughs> Tobe, Dave Tobe would, would know the right people. I, I'm certain of it. I think the special teams – Guys are the best head coach candidates, and I'll just I'll say that and, and be done. Ruben. Yeah, you should. All right. Hey, any, any early thoughts on Bears and uh, Browns? You know, I know Mayfield has uh, dislocated, dislocated left shoulder, had the uh, MRI. I think he might be all right for the game. It's not his, his uh, non-throwing shoulder. Uh, OBJ might be back, but I think he he sucks. He's 29 years old and a diva, and, and Landry might be out. So can the Bears take – He's on IR. Yeah, he is. You know. All right. So there yeah. you go. Thank Listen, you they so have much. Chubb. They have Chubb and Kareem Hunt who are going to be tough to stop. And yeah. they have two dudes on the edges on defense that we're going to have to be concerned about in um, Garrett and Clowney. So, um, you know, our tackles are going to – and our running backs are going to have to help out tight ends and controlling those two guys. Hopefully Justin Fields can also control those guys with some of his you know, zone read plays and stuff like that, those RPOs. But – um, we got to handle those two guys, and we got to be able to stop the run because um, Chubb and, and Kareem Hunt can do some damage on the ground. Yeah, I, that's that's how you stop their team, and hopefully with with a little shoulder injury by with uh, Baker Mayfield, maybe the maybe the boys on the D line will smell some chum in the water and 
and maybe knock them out of the game early, and we'll see. Maybe, uh, maybe put we'll a little see. extra weight on it when they tackle them. Yes, perhaps. <laughs> maybe 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 Eddie Goldman finally makes an appearance and sits his fat ass on the quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, this is it. And if, if Justin Fields starts, guys, I'm calling it right now. This will be his coming out party. He will go off like a Roman candle. Fine. Well, on those maybe, words, maybe. there's nothing better to hear than that, Terry. You know, flip guys. So, you know what? I'm, nothing like, like better than going off like a Roman candle. That's what I like Fine. to hear. Yeah, and 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 he better wall pip him, you know? Let's go ahead and get him in there and not look back. You know, let's finally be this quarterback of the future that, that we've been looking for. Dalton since, does uh, have great hair, though. Oh, you know, I, oh, saw, him wa- I saw him walking off. It's luscious. Like, My God, that's beautiful. I mean, luscious hair, him. great beard. The top top row sort of field, you can spot him walking around on, on the on the sidelines. I mean, it's it's got to just shine, right? Faded faded high and tight on the sides. It's very, very love impressive. It. It's beautiful. He's very. Hopefully, very... you see it all game with his helmet off on the sidelines <laughs> and, and an earpiece ear in clipboard. I, I think you're going to see it at least two or three plays that resemble kind of the Santa sleigh that we saw back in 2018. I think you're going to see Nagy really. Really pull out all the stops here on Sunday. So yeah. you think Nagy? You think Nagy wants Fields? Or you think Nagy wants Dalton? So you think Nagy wants Fields? Then I think I think he does. Yeah, I think he uh, does at least for one game here to see what he has. I think he's going to yeah. try to open it up here, see what he has, give him a and shot. This huh? is kind of the inflection point. So, well, we'll see, boys. So this, this, see. Is, this is Fields. This is Fields' uh, battle to win. That you're saying? I think so. All right. On that note, we say uh, we're out. We love the Chicago Bears. We love beers. Any final thoughts besides that, CZ? No, go Bears and uh, have safe travels home from Charlotte, NC. All right. Safe hockey yeah. and uh, safe travels. Go grab a flask and, uh, and and keep those boys firing there at, at football football practice. Flip a gun. You got See it, boys. Pal. All right. We're out. Bears.